bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of a judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Welcome into the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields filling in for my dear brother, friend, Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. Thank you, everybody, for uh, finishing out the week strong. Uh, hope for, hopefully you all um, had a good week. It's been a lot of information to process. And as I've been looking at this past week, and I think you all have been talking about a number of these things on the radio. And, and I sort of today, I want to take time out to vent a little bit. Uh, because I, I think I'm I'm still flustered or irritated by the fact that, you know, sometimes we still have to have these conversations. And the double standard, I think, that we that we've been faced with this week, not just this year, this month, but literally this week, if you look at the double standards that America has bestowed on black folk. It, you know, I can't be the only person tired. And some days I'm like, are we still on this? Like, are you serious? It's 2023. And I think what sparked a lot of this for me was I was either, um, I was either reading something or somebody said something. And the statement or the phrase was, why don't black folks just get over racism? And, you know, and, and granted, to be very candid and honest, I hate kind of talking about this stuff because there's a part of me that feels like, well, hell, we would get over it if it stopped happening. You know, if every day we didn't see or were reminded of, it's still here. And so my question to many of you listening uh, and I want to make sure you all either hit the talk and text line, call in on 833-212-1017. Do we even care anymore? Like, do outside of making some noise about it, outside of, you know, being spiritually, mentally, physically draining, do we even care? 
meaning what what are the consequences when we go through these things? And I'm going to go down a scenario because I'm a firm believer as an economic business person, as an economic development practitioner. Listen, unless you start hitting people where it count or where it hurt and they pocketbooks and money, these kinds of things will continue to happen. And so my question is, do we even care? Do black folks care? And do we even think white folks and not just white folks? Do we think Asian people care? Do we think Latino brothers and sisters care? Do we think people care enough to change the narrative? So let me just recap a little bit that I think you all have talked about that we've seen in the news. And I'm going to vent a little bit. And again, I want to make sure you all the question on the table is, do we even care? You all hit the talk and text line at 833-212-1017. We got to talk about the Caitlin Clark stuff. Because, first off, the whole, if you played sports, any sports, the moment you decide to start trash talking, and it could be anybody, it could be you decided to trash talk the janitor of, of the opposing team. Hell, it could be you decide to start trash talking the janitor of your team. The minute you open your mouth and start trash talking, then the stage is set, the rules are made, and let the games begin. That's it. That's how trash talking works. First off, everybody got this thing wrong when they were calling it the John Cena. John Cena made that move. He gave more credence or more claim to it, but that was a Tony Yayo move. John, John Cena even said that. Like, I got that move from Tony Yayo. Uh, former member, or maybe he still is a member of G-Unit. And so everybody was saying the John Cena. It's not the John Cena. It's, it's technically the Tony Yayo. But, again, if you're trash talking, that's what trash talking, that's what that's what happens. There is no, well, she trash talked in a better manner. You know, or she was much more professional in her trash talking. And so... First off, the fact that we had to deal with that, and if many of you were like me, you were like, you got to be kidding me. This cannot be an issue. And then you look at where it started and who were the people to make it an issue, and you look at who they are, and you're not surprised. But what made matters worse is I didn't understand the first lady of the president of the United States, Dr. Jill Biden, then all of a sudden saying, well, Let's invite the team that lost to the White House as well. Uh, Let's not. That's not how that works. You know, if you if you're in a competition and you lose, you don't get the you don't get the same rewards as the people who won. Because if that's the case, then why do we even need to have the competition? And America and some of us, you know, and, and dare I say some of some of you all who believe that 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 nonsense that it doesn't matter how you play the game or it doesn't matter whether you win or lose it's how you play the game no winning matters winning matters nobody remembers losers winning matters and if you one of those people that think you know the best thing we can do is learn to play what yeah that sucks stop it that's dumb nobody who really gets down and plays sports with their heart in it would be satisfied with statements like that and so to sit there and say, well, let's also invite the people who didn't do as well to the White House. For what? Based on what? And so as a black person, 
you can't help but start to look at this stuff and go, you know what? Why is it that when it's always us, certain suggestions or recommendations got to be made? Why is it always, why are we always the people that have to be infringed upon in some way, shape, or form? So so let's look at that and ask the question, do we even care? Because what, what would be the consequences of this whole incident? Nothing. We just move on. Now, regardless of how you feel about Kyrie Irving and that whole deal, I noticed that nobody had anything to say about Amazon. You could say whether you like, agree, disagree with Kyrie Irving about the whole thing. I mean, if you really looked at what he said, but nobody lifted their finger and had anything to say about the platform that was selling the merchandise. Nobody said a word. So if you're looking at these double standards, if you black, you start going, you know, it, it, it starts to become emotionally draining. But here's my question to black people. Outside of us talking about it, what are we going to do? I mean, it makes for great radio. It makes for great Twitter feeds. It makes for great, you know, content on the web and Facebook. It, it makes for great discussion points. But after that, then what happens? We not, is, is there a lesson learned? Not really. You know, if I touch the hot stove, burn my hand, and we talk about it, and then I keep doing it, then clearly the consequence of us having a discussion about it was not great. Great enough to change the the out the great enough to change, I guess, the how we move forward. So you got the Caitlin Clark stuff. You all have you see what's happening in Tennessee. And again, I know you all have talked about this stuff, but what are the ramifications for any of this stuff? How is it that we're sitting here and watching three people commit the same offense, but yet only the two black guys were expelled? And if you haven't heard the history, I think Tory Lowe was talking about it earlier. And even the white woman from Tennessee, who's the legislator, she even said, yeah, at the end of the day, this is about race. Now, here's my challenge. I don't think people care. I don't think people enough care. Because what's going to happen after them brothers get exposed? Is anybody's pocketbooks going to be affected? Is the state of Tennessee or the business community going to say, you know what? We don't agree with that. Um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stop doing funding. We're going to stop making investments. Um, we're going to relocate because if that's who you all are, then we don't want to be a part of that to the black community. At what point do we get tired of being sick and tired and talking about all this stuff? The conversations are great, but at what point do we go? You know what? Enough is enough. Enough is enough. You know, basically in Tennessee, you had some people just say to that community, you know what? Stay in your place. You should be happy. You have a seat at the table. And if you're not happy, we're going to show you what happens to those people who get out of line. Same stuff they did in slavery during Jim Crow time. They're still doing now. And we're still sitting here talking about that nonsense. And that's all we do. 
that 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 that's amazing to me that we're we're content with just having the conversation. We won't say, you know what? If this is what's going to happen, then black people, let's pull together and let's stop spending our money at all these other places. Let's start supporting our own. Let's start with a game plan and look at who we want to be leading us. And if they're not willing to support us in these endeavors, then clearly they're not with us. Now, these ideas are not new ideas, right? Like this is this is not ingenious stuff Jason Fields is saying. I am just sitting here asking, do does anybody care? Does anybody really care? And the way I measure that is what happens after all of this stuff? What takes place? Typically what happens is we we make a little bit of noise, we get upset, the news people report about it, radio hosts and disc jockeys, we talk about it on the radio. A bunch of pro-black folks make some tweets and Facebook posts and Instagram. And then in about two months, we right back where we were at. Nobody said, hey, um, maybe we should have a, a game plan. And I don't know if that's if that's somebody that if that should be anybody. You know, I don't know if that should be a Jason Fields to say, hey, everybody, uh, this is what we're going to do. And and even if I did say that, would y'all show up? Like, if I said, hey, we're going to stop shopping at all these places. We're going to stop spending our money. How many people would literally show up? If I said we're going to start really focusing on spending our dollar with black folks and people from our community, how many of you would really, really be able to do it? How many would do it? My point is this. It's, it's, it's nice and it's easy. It's great to talk about all this stuff. But at some point. It just gets old, not because it keeps happening to us. What gets old is the fact that we continue to do nothing about it. This day and age, when you look at what's happening, where's the uproar? Where is the, you know, say what you want to about the MAGA folk, the Make America Great Again people, at, at least even though I totally disagree with everything they stand for. And don't understand it and don't want to. At least, at the bare minimum, even as dumb as I think some of the stuff that they do are or is, at least they willing to get together and be like, hey, we ain't gonna stand for this. We, you know, they willing to do just crazy stuff. And I'm not saying we should be doing crazy stuff, but at least they got the passion to go, hey, we we done. We're not standing for this. Where's that same vigor? Where's that same excitement? In our community. You know, I'm 49. God forbid, you know, 10, 20 years from now when Kyle got kids and he, I don't know, we see each other. We still talking about the same stuff. Or maybe it's the, the maybe it's Kyle is now the owner of the station. <laughs> Kyle, maybe I hate, I, I hate to imagine Kyle. Kyle, I'm going to bring you into the discussion, bro. I hate to imagine 20 years from now, you own this radio station and we still talk about the same stuff. <laughs> we will be. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So does anybody care? Kyle, I think we have someone um, calling in. And I just, I just want to hear, do we care? Now, I know we say we do, but I, I'm saying as a whole. And I'm also saying it can't just be black folks. 
right? Because if not enough people are chiming in, then you are a part of the problem as well. If you sitting there quiet and you see the stuff and you're not an ally of black folks, you part of the problem too. In 2023, no more of this, everybody just get to chill and see what's happening. See, we getting crapped on and you just sit there quiet and watch it happen. But then expect us to show up and continue to support what you do, what you own. So the question on the table, and we'll have more of this conversation on the side. Does anybody care? This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, Ho, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess even back then you can call me... This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields, filling in for the great Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. Tune in to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris for his financial empowerment interview with Northwestern Mutual. On Wednesday, April 12th at 4 p.m., Dr. Ken will be joined by Northwestern Mutual Financial Advisors Erica Wright and J.B. Bell, where they will discuss key financial terms everyone should know. If you have any financial questions, be sure to call in at 833-212-1017 for free advice on Wednesday, April 12th at 4 p.m. on The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. And the question on the table today was, does anybody care any more about the double standard that America keeps showing black folks? We're going to go with Darren from Milwaukee. What's up, bro? Hey, how you doing, man? Like I was saying, I don't I don't care about about that because I wasn't born in that era. Mm-hmm. And as long as long as we keep reacting to what the folks are doing, they're going to keep doing it. So you think as long as so we keep we get, reacting, they'll keep doing it? You don't think they're going to keep doing it whether we react or not? Oh, they will. But what I'm saying, it would be a little easier on us and our mindsets if we stop reacting to them. Because mm. the way I see it, if, if a person is not physically doing anything to you, why react to what they, they say? Because people are going to say and do what they want to do when they want to do it. Okay. I, I'm going to push back no a little control. bit, Darren. I'm going to push back. Let's let's take... Oh, oh the, go ahead. Let's, t- let's take the, the uh, Caitlin and the, the Angela Reese thing. I, 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 on some level, I hear okay. what you're saying. Maybe we shouldn't be reactive. My my issue is, if if we let it slide, right, and then mm-hmm. okay. it starts, we start looking at double standards, then it leads into right. different sets of behaviors that begin to affect True. us further. You know, like if they let that slide with the Caitlyn and the Angela, then all of a sudden there's almost this, or that's almost this, you know, black folks, stay in your place. You know, we we are allowed to treat you as such. 
and you just got to take it. But see, but look at, but you got to look at that as what it is. That is a different situation because Caitlin, the same thing that Reese did, Caitlin did previously. Right. And nothing, nothing was said about what she did. Oh, it was some stuff was said, bro. They were they were holding Caitlyn up as a champion. It's admirable. But when no, I'm well. Let me put it like this: nothing negative was said that I heard about her when she did it. Right. But a whole lot of stuff was negative said about Reese when she did it. And you think we should just let that slide? Not that per se. Well, what I'm saying is like when the. the guys went down to the Capitol and did what they did. Yep. You know. The two brothers you know, and the white They did what they did down there. Yep. Right, when they, when they did what they did. Now, if nothing physically was going on, you know, that was harming anybody physically, why concern ourselves with it? Because now, they kicked out the two brothers phys- but left the white woman there. Yeah. So if they if if the same offense is done, two black men and a white woman, and they expel the two black men, even though everybody did the same offense, you under the impression See, that, that we should a, let that that's ride. A, that's, no, I'm not saying let that ride. I'm not saying let that ride because see, some some happened, some physically happened to these people. Mm-hmm. But if that didn't happen, and whatever went on before that. And those two didn't get expelled or whatever the case. Why? Why concern ourselves with it? Okay. That's what I'm saying. If they not, if nothing physically is happening to anybody on either side of the, of the uh, aisle or whatever you want to say, why are we concerning ourselves with what these people are doing? I appreciate the call, brother. Appreciate it, Miss Shack. I, I man, I appreciate you bringing the, the subject up. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it, Miss Shack. What you got for us? Boy, 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 that was painful to listen to. <laughs> I am just so, oh, my God, my blood pressure went from zero to 110. Come bring it down, Mr. What Jack. Bring, idiotic, bring it what back, is it? What an idiotic, illiterate, uninformed, docile Negro that responds that, you know, that this this is the type of Negro that white people of this racist country want. And see, this is this is the epitome of dummying down, uh, not informed and, and, and just being passive. How could you even call and get online? with such an ignorant, illiterate uh, response to such a serious crisis that we're living in. And I think the question is, do we have the courage to respond? Because, see, um, we've been responding, but what's been happening? We've been um, uh, assassinated, murdered, taken out. So people don't want to respond. They don't have they don't want to lose their life to respond. We need the courage and the strategy to respond. But but people don't want to lose their lives anymore because they want to see their grandchildren. They want to see, you know, their children grow up. They want to have a full life. And I understand that, respect that. But I'm, but my response to your question is, do we have the courage? Because so many times we have responded and we've been shot down and taken out. Ms. Shaq, I, I, I really do appreciate that response. I mean, I really do 
appreciate the response. And I want you to, so I want to lead this into that. I want, I want to move, I want to take what you just said and stay here for a second. Cause I, I really enjoy what you just said. We have the courage to respond. People don't want to be shot. Then is, if that's the case, then will we just forever be in this position? Because if nobody no, is willing because, to stand but, up and, 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 and I'm not saying it's fair, but no. I, I agree with you. If nobody is willing to go to bat to lose their life, then what changes? That's it. And, and, and I believe, I, I don't know who, who it is. I, it, it was an African leader that said he'd rather die you know, fighting for the call. So it's that type of mentality. And I think that Malcolm also had that mentality where, you know, yeah, I, I've accepted this uh, calling and I'm going to risk my life for it, for my people and for what is right and for what is just. People have not, uh, um, you know, aspired to that, to that calling yet because, you know, anymore because of the atrocities that have happened to our leaders, man. And, and, and it has scared a lot of black people into, you know, not responding. And, and, um, and I think that the two gentlemen, the, the two uh, gentlemen in Congress today has uh, signified that um, there's a different way to lead without losing our lives. And that's through legislation. That's through uh, uh, politics and laws and changing that. We don't have to stand in, in front of a podium, in front of a great crowd. You know, go through the, the system and become the, the um, informed legal representatives that we need. It, we just have to re-strategize. Ms. Shaq, I want to thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Mr. Willie Johnson, we're going to go to you, brother. What you got for me? Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Um, but the question, uh, how long are we going to take this? Or do we care? Do, do we care? Do we really well, care? Well, I'll speak for myself. I do. And I feel like those who are informed like like yourself and others and and have an enlightened self-interest, I believe they care. Um, but I, I, studying and looking at our history, I know this. As long as we live with white people, we'll live under them. Mm. Solution. Separate. That's the best and only solution facing black America right now. Can we and do it's it? like the lady. Yeah, you, you better do it. <laughs> because if we don't, we're going to sentence another generation to the same thing we're suffering. The lady said... Hey, look, they don't want to die. They want to get old and see their grandchildren get beat upside the head by the same police that beat us upside the head. By the same wicked system that deal with our grandfathers who deal with us in the same manner. When has America said, you know what, we was wrong, black folk. We're going to change. We're going to turn this thing around. It's, it's been promise after promise only to deceive. And we are a deceived people because we actually believe this beast that they're going to be fair and just and equitable. And year after year after year, they prove to be other than what they promise. So if you really care, you walk away from somebody like that. That's my Mr. Willie, I, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I appreciate exactly what you said. Uh, and I, thank you for the call. I do believe that, you know, Will, what you stated that 
there you can make a great argument, I think, that during the whole civil rights process and fighting that we made a huge error when we were fighting for uh, integration. We wrapped integration or we wrapped that up with equality and I don't have to live with you in order to be treated equally. I think we made a huge error in the sense that we should have been fighting for equality and equity, but that don't mean I got to live in the same neighborhood as you. That doesn't mean we got to go to the same schools. That doesn't mean I have to adopt what, you know, I, that doesn't mean we have to adopt what you say is best. And I think we're seeing the ramifications of that. Uh, we're going to have more of this conversation on the other side. Um, does anybody care about the double standard anymore? And if so, what are we going to do? Welcome to The Truth in the Afternoon. We'll have more of this conversation on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. We'll be right back. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Snoop Dogg and D.I.A. Guess who's back? Steve. Still doing that shit, Andre? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Check me out. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields. In for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. April is Financial Literacy Month, and the truth has you covered on learning about how you can best manage your finances. Every Wednesday in April at 8 a.m., Truth Be Told will be joined by a representative from Educators Credit Union to discuss financial strategies to help you best manage your finances. That is every Wednesday this month on Truth Be Told with Denise Thomas and Telly Hughes at 8 a.m. Thank you for calling. I want you all to continue calling into the Truth and Text line at 833-212-1017. Make sure you follow the 1017 The Truth on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just going to go to some of the responses from the Talk and Text line. Um, America invited the losing team when it allowed the Confederate flag to still be flown. I I hear you. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, LT said, Caitlin Clark never chased anybody down doing the you can't see me. LT, really? This is where you're going to go with this, huh? You saw a still shot during the South Carolina game, but when live or on film, she's doing it to her old teammates. That's why you only see the still shot. You got played. I believe the white woman in Tennessee said those brothers pop. That's why she never used the bullhorn in Chambers. The double standard we should be concerned about is the legal system when the the double standard should be the legal system. I'm just going to going going back to this LT. Forgive me, man, because I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. The double standard we should be concerned about is the legal system when white people get less time for the same criminal offense. Appreciate it, LT. Appreciate the commentary. Good evening, gentlemen. Ditto to you, the gentleman who spoke about separation and the disastrous mistake called integration. We have to die for justice. Legislation has always been designed to imperil and subjugate us. 
when will our people recognize this? Thank you for commenting on the talking text line. And the question on the table was, do we do we even care about the double standard anymore? Um, and I'm a firm believer that when you get to a point where you're tired of being sick and tired, you do something about it. Um, and, and I think a lot of people called in and had, you know, a uh, great rationale. Uh, you know, one of the callers called in and I can understand that. Who wants to be like a, who wants to be a martyr? Who wants to particularly die, you know, to fight for our rights? And and I think my response to that, and I, and I think we all understand that, but that unfortunately, if that if no one steps up, then what are we doing outside of just talking about it? And I'm also a firm believer that it doesn't have to be one person. It can be a collective. In fact, it should be a collective. Um, I think with the fear of, you know, if you step out of line, because remember, that's what they did in slave times and slavery. Jim Crow's, they used one example. They took one leader, one hero and said, hey, let us show you what happens if you step out of line. And that fear, if I heard one of the callers right, who I think made a, a very great point, that fear is in all of us. Because how many of us would be willing to go, you know what, I'm willing to lose my life for the sake of my people. Now, I think that they use that to consistently, you know, keep us captive, both mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. I think that's been ingrained in us to the point where we consider that so much that now no one will take action. And I think that's a trick because for whatever reason, black folks have got, you know, black folks have fell victim to thinking that we're all on our own. And I think we've done that to each other. But the question again is, well, do we even care? Do we even care about these double standards? And the double standards, I think, have an impact on us mentally, physically, emotionally, uh, financially, from a business point of view. So I disagree saying, you know, we shouldn't necessarily care about it or we should just we should um you know, let those things occur, but we shouldn't feed into it. I think there's there's a point where, yes, we should be able to decipher what we feed into and what we don't. But at the same time, I think this gets bigger than if we start here and we let these things go. What are the ramifications as these things continue to pick up? Marlon. From, from from Waukesha, Marlon from Waukesha. You're on the new 1017 The Truth. What you got for me? Hey, Jason, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So just listen to what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. That's how come we have leaders, yeah, right? Leaders in the, in the black community. The problem is, is we have leaders who have great intentions, who have great direction, but for some reason, people don't want to follow them or they think that they're trying to get their thoughts a different way or whatever. When there are leaders, everybody can't be a leader and everybody isn't designed to be a leader and everybody's not built to be a leader. You know what I mean? But everybody has an individual, have an individualistic uh, thought. And I think that's what gets in the way. Sometimes if we're trying to move forward and we have leaders 
who are doing great things and trying to move us forward. But people keep bucking the system because of what you said in slavery, because of what happens to those leaders, then then is then nothing else can happen. You know, I've I've heard I heard Joe Madison say, What's the difference between a moment and a movement? And that's sacrifice. Yeah. And there are people out here willing to sacrifice a whole lot for for our people. But when people are bucking the system or they're so scared that they don't want to follow either, then that 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 tears down our 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 movement or our you know what I mean? Our movement. So Marlon, you think and I and I love the angle you're coming from. Um so let's stay here for a second. So how do you change that? Okay. How do you change that then? How do you get to a point where you're getting and you're seeing or you you're recognizing those types of leaders? Because I think a lot of times what happened mm-hmm. in the past was the community saw leadership in certain people and they propelled them. Most of the leaders that we had come up, they didn't just wake up one day and said, I want to be a leader. No, it was a group of people in the community said, you're it. And we're going to get behind you. How do we get back to that? If that's true. I think that is, is, you gotta, you gotta empower the people. You know what I mean? People have to understand the power that they have. We have to understand the movement that we can make. I think it's starting to happen with voting. You know what I mean? I think a lot of black people didn't vote, but then we started seeing what happens when we start voting as a as a block and things start to change. I believe I'm starting to see that change in voting. But still there's people who are very scared and nervous. You know, and, and especially older people. So like my grandfather, when Barack Obama first ran, my grandfather didn't want him to run he he, he was voting for Hillary Clinton. So digging deeper, my grandfather basically said he didn't want to vote for Barack Obama because they were going to kill him as a black man. You know, now he grew up in the Jim Crow South, so his his thought process was different. So, but we as black people, as we get, you know, what they say, as you know, as you, you know, when you know better, you do better. We're starting to realize that we are, we have more power than we think. Social media is another way, you know what I mean? Social media, we as black folks, kind of run Twitter and we, you know, we got, it's called black Twitter. And even though it's ran by a white guy, we kind of influence that we influence so much that we don't, I don't think we realize our power. So we have to get community members and people to understand their power. So then when we start to try to make these movements that they can understand and follow along because the power is in the fist, it's not in the individual fingers. Marlon, man, I appreciate the call. Thanks brother. Thank you, sir. Uh, we're going to have more of this conversation on the other side. And when we come back, I want to read to you and I want to go a little bit into why we cannot allow these things or just ignore them or not pay attention. I'm going to give you something that happened to our dear friend Truman McGee. We'll have more of this conversation on the other side. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Come on, come on. I see no changes. Wake up 
This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields, filling in for the great Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. The Black-Owned Businesses Give Back is back. We have again teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That is blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com, Associated Bank member of the FDIC. So the question or the item that we've been discussing is, does anybody care? And we've heard, you know, various, I want to say responses. And I, th- and I want to thank all you callers for, for calling in and want to make sure you all continue to hit the talk and text line at 833-212-1017. One of the issues that I think that plagues us is many times we either are still still affected by the stress, by the trauma that slavery and all the things that black folks have been through. I think it is in our DNA. You look at the psychological drama and ramifications of all the things that we've been through. And there is a, a conditioning that will get us to a point where you almost become docile in your response or even the way you think and look at something. And can I be honest with you all? I, I When I met my wife, she she actually, and you all know I talk about Latasha all the time, whenever I, whenever I get a chance to. Um, I learned from my wife that sometimes I was afflicted by the same thing that you almost intuitively or through your gut start to take an inferior position because you've been psychologically uh, conditioned to almost make acceptance, make room for things that shouldn't be an issue, but you make them an issue um, because you look at your own self-worth and don't appreciate it as much. And so I think when we start seeing some of these things, we, you know, the way we react to a lot of these double standards, either we find ways to make it okay and accept it, or we don't want to address it or we address it by talking about it, but then that's as far as it goes until something else happens. So when we come back from the break, I want to lead our next hour into a discussion about something that happened to our friend Truman McGee and how that plays into what we're talking about. We'll have more of this conversation on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. 